Strength in the Shadows, the podcast where we fearlessly navigate the art of building discipline, cultivating grit, mastering resilience, and unlocking true potential. Surpass your limits and join us on this journey of transformation as we unapologetically explore the intersection of fitness, mindset, and unwavering accountability. Welcome, my friend. Let's go. Pre-workout fuel. Man, always a good time, right? Getting ready for a workout, getting ready for a run, whatever it may be. You know what you have to do. You know the dues you have to pay. But I got to tell you, it's a very interesting time of the year right now, right? For most of us, it's the winter. Sun goes down a little bit earlier. It's a bit colder, right? It's chilly. Depending on where you live, whether you're in the eastern part of the United States or the western belt there, maybe you live in Canada or somewhere in Europe. Of course, right now it could be snowing. Wind chill factor is an absolute beach. Not cool, not fun, and actually the last thing you want to do probably is get out there and sweat some demons, right? Move your body, stick to the protocol. But a lot of you listening right now, right? You want to be ready for summer. That's right. You want to look good in a bathing suit, right? Or a bikini. You want to be able to pop top, take your shirt off, feel good. Hell, you want to impress your uncles or your cousins at the family barbecue. Maybe you have a tattoo sleeve, right? You want that ink to pop. You want the muscles to really put on a good show for you, right? With a good tan. Dude, flash that Hollywood smile. Throw that hair back, whatever you need to do to feel good, to be confident, and to look the part. You want to feel good, you want to look good. Nothing wrong with that. Well, dude, that's summer. And sure, you could, I guess, I don't know, say that, Summer's so far away. I just have so much time. Ah, six, seven months from now, five months, whatever it is. Dude, we're good. We're Gucci. I'll start next week. I'll start tomorrow. Whatever. All good. Let me just wolf down this beer. Let me just wolf down this Sour Patch Kids watermelon. Blow off my training session. Blow off my run. Ah, yoga Pilates. Ah, I'll meet Brenda next week for that. She can wait. No. No. There's no waiting. There's no tomorrow. There's no next week. And if you haven't been staying after, if you haven't been training for the last week, month, or 10 years, hey, tomorrow, or today, actually, whenever you're listening to this, today, it's a non-negotiable. You're amping it up. I'm not saying an overnight transformation here or to go from zero to 100, but I'm calling you out on today's episode, okay? Because typically... Regardless of what your goals are, regardless of how many hours per day or how many minutes per day you can allot to exercise or training, typically there's always one thing or two that people just keep dodging, right? They're running from it. They don't want to do it. They skip it. They get lazy. They lack the grit or the accountability to hold themselves to the fire and pay their dues. So once again, We all have different lifestyles and goals and activities. So we obviously can't do everything. So as much as I would like to say, hey, crush it in the pool, the gym, your yoga, your Pilates, your spin class, your surfing, right? Crushing those miles. I wish we could do everything. Maybe there's a few outliers out there who are literally crushing everything and there's no stone left unturned. But for the majority of us, right, we got things going on. We got commitments. We got responsibilities. So we pick and choose our battles. But you know what? For those especially that are going to the gym right now, 
and weight training, crushing calisthenics, whatever it may be, there's usually one or two things that you just, you won't do. You refuse or at least stick with the work once you get going with it. And maybe you train three days per week, right? Push, pull legs. Or you do full body every other day. Or hell, hey, part of your mental health, five, six, seven days a week. Mixing it up with per muscle group there. Yo, whatever it is, just stick, stick with it, right? Stay consistent. But when you go into your next workout or in today's workout, as you're gearing up, right? You're sipping your caffeine. You're getting in the zone. You're in the car, strategizing. Maybe you're on the treadmill or on the bike. However you warm up, right? Stretching prior to your run, doing some dynamic stretches. Whatever it is. Listen, I'm going to list about five or six things right now that more likely than not, you're refusing to do the work. You're refusing to put effort into. And from now until summer, I want you to choose one of the next five or six things to focus on, or at least include, okay? Not necessarily be the soul of your training there, the main priority, but I want you to at least tackle it once, twice, or three times per week. And let's monitor some progress here, okay? However you wanna measure that, whatever metric you wanna use, I'll leave that up to you, but let's break it down. Let's talk about one thing you could do right now to get stronger, to be healthier, right? To feel better, to look better. There's, of course, a plethora of things I could list, but I'm going to stick to five or six things that typically most people in the gym continue to throw to the wayside there. Number one, running. Running. It's been one of those things that you hate. Maybe you don't enjoy it. Or you get into it, right? You get those shoes, you get the runner swag, you got the Oakleys with the nice sunglasses, you're feeling good, looking good, but boom. After a month or two or after a couple weeks, you fizzle out and running once, twice, or three times per week literally turns into zero. I've been there. Absolutely. Guilty as charged. If you're not running, okay, and then you know it's something you need to do or you know bang for your buck wise and speeding up your metabolism, right, burning more calories, Sweating demons out, being efficient, being able to stay local nearby your house. Maybe you have kids. You can get back quickly if you need to, right? Boom. Take a walk or stroll, jog, run, sprints, whatever it is. Some of you need to start running. You're dodging it. No, you're not going to lose your gains. You're not going to lose your progress. Enough of that myth. That's an absolute fucking scam and an excuse that I used to tell myself as well. Oh, if I start running, yeah, I'm going to lose all my muscle mass and... Um, I'm going to get a lot weaker. No, that's rubbish. You need to eat appropriately. You need to recover appropriately. You need to drink enough water. There's a lot of things that go into that. So if you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, I can absolutely help you with that because you can weightlift and you can run and see incredible progress and make not only aesthetic, but performance gains. Okay. You can't run. You don't want to run. You're not going to even entertain the idea. Okay. If you're not going to run, then what you need to do is get on a Stairmaster. Enough. You've been dodging the Stairmaster like it's going out of style. One of the best machines in the gym that one can possibly use, whether it's 5 minutes, 10 minutes, or 30 minutes. I want you to start incorporating the Stairmaster and adding that to your routine at least once or twice per week. Hell, if you can add it at the end of every single workout or maybe even include it in your warm-up, 
Dude, I love that. Whatever you can stay consistent with. But at the end of the day, the ROI, return on investment, getting that leg drive, baby, right? Turning on the quads, the glutes, working your hips, stepping up on your toes and engaging those calves. Feeling the suck. Boy, does it suck. When your heart rate goes up and you're on that motherfucker and you want to quit, you want to jump off, you want to click the end button, boom, fight or flight. It's awful. I hate the stairs, but damn it, if you want to get in shape quick, if you want to take your aesthetics and performance up a level, man, get on that Stairmaster and don't lean on the damn machine. At first, maybe in the first few sessions, that first week or two, if you need to put one hand on one of the railings just to feel safe and secure, hey, we'll give you that pass. But after a week or two, man, no. No more holding, no more leaning, right? Throwing all your body weight on the monitor there, basically hugging it, taking the weight or pressure, you know, or the stress, the good stress off your lower body. I know it's burning. I know it sucks, but dude, Embrace the suck. Get on that son of a bitch and put in the work. 5, 10, 15, 30 minutes, you be the judge of it, but challenge yourself. And every week or two, try to add up a level. So if you start on level three, no problem. In a week or two, I need level four. Oh, you don't want to? Nobody cares. This is called progressive overloading. This is called getting better and pushing yourself. Don't just stay at level five for the next six months till summer. That ain't going to do shit because you won't get better. It's all about getting better and progressing. Okay, outside of cardio, right? Of course, we could go a bunch of different ways here. There's a ton of great exercises. Of course, different exercises for different goals. But at the end of the day, man, I'm not going to even talk about some great compound movements like squats, deadlifts, right? Standing military press or a bench press. Dude. Obviously, great lifts, great movements. A lot of you guys are already doing those, but I'm going to list three calisthenics here that more likely than not, you are dodging like the plague. And I'll group them all kind of in one group here. Pull-ups, push-ups, and or dips. I want you to choose one of those three. If you don't elect to choose the cardio, I need you to select one of those three calisthenic movements, pull-ups, push-ups, or dips, all the way down and all the way up, full range of motion. I want you to reset. I want you to restart in the new year here, okay? Even if you've been doing pull-ups, push-ups, and dips for years now, right, ever since NOM, I want you to reset. I want you to take out a camera, and I want you to film yourself doing anywhere from one to five reps, clean reps. Bring in a field expert, right? Have another trainer or have someone who knows how to train, who knows how to do these things well. Have them monitor you. Have them watch you. Be critical. Don't take it personal. This is you getting better. Have them analyze your form. Debrief it. Talk about it. Experiment with different grips. Hand placements, right? Embracing your core, right? Squeezing those glutes. Staying rigid. Experiment. Have some fun with it. But I want you to start working on those, at least one of those movements. No, I can't tell you that one or two sets per week is gonna drive results, okay? That's not how it works. If you're going to the gym two, three, four times per week, 
I need at least half of those sessions incorporating anywhere from three to five sets. If you wanna do more, right, eight sets, 10 sets, if you wanna be a savage, go after 20, 30 sets, love it. But prioritize form. And that's the unfortunate reality with pull-ups, push-ups, and dips, is that a majority of people, man, not good form, not real reps. Especially when you talk about the Murph, right? The almighty Murph workout. Oftentimes, I don't even listen or hear these numbers that people speak of. Why? Because their reps, excuse my language, are fucking trash. Yeah, I love honoring Murph. I love honoring a hero. But if you're going to do the Murph, you're going to complete the calisthenics, right? Do it right. Go all the way down. Go all the way up. Perform real reps. But when you perform real reps, it's hard. It's difficult. It's challenging. Maybe your ego gets knocked off there, right? Maybe you're in the gym and you're embarrassed because you can only do like one or two real pull-ups. Or you've been telling people ever since you got out of the military that you could knock out 90 or 100 push-ups clean all the way down, all the way up. But in reality, if my sorry ass is watching you and I'm telling you to go all the way down and all the way up, miraculously, your 90 or 100 reps ends up turning into like five or seven. So you go from 90 to like five. I mean, dude, what happened? It's because you weren't training and pushing yourself or you weren't even aware that you were dry humping the floor or with the pull-ups doing these awkward kips and throwing your legs basically forward to try to barely get yourself over that bar. Or you're doing half reps, going halfway down and not even coming up and bringing your eyes, nose, or chin to the bar. All the way down, all the way up. If you need to go on your knees for the push-ups, if you need to do assisted dips or assisted pull-ups, dude, who cares? Stop looking around the gym. Stop thinking that people actually give a shit about you or are actually watching. Let them do their workouts. Focus on you. It's you versus you. Those movements drive so much ROI. And I am a living example. I am a living proof. Ever since I tore my shit up with my injury, right? I'm telling you, man, a lot of my comeback here, a lot of my recovery and basically rebuilding better than before has stemmed from annihilating pull-ups, push-ups, and dips. Of course, throwing air squats in there, a bunch of other calisthenic movements, but at the end of the day, keep it simple. Stick to the basics. The basics work. If you stay with it for weeks and months and years, man, you know what I'll talk about. You exactly know what's good. If you know, you know. Well, hey, you don't need to do calisthenics. Once again, dishing off the cardio, or maybe you're already executing those five things that I've just mentioned. The number six, right? If you choose to bypass those other things there, I want you to work it, work on your core, right? Bulletproofing those abs, bulletproofing that posterior chain or your lower back, right? Your core. So vital, so important, especially a lot of us who sit down, who may not be as active, right? Maybe you work at an office or you're driving trucks for a living and you're sitting down for 8, 10, 12 hours per day. Dude, core can get weak. You can start developing lower back pain. Your posture sucks. Obviously, this translates to a variety of things in life. I want you to find an ab routine or a core routine 
to strengthen that midsection. I don't want you to be even concerned about aesthetics. Enough of that. That will come. If you eat right, if you get enough sleep, if you drink water, if you do the right things, man, the abs will show. They will come. It could take weeks. It could take months. It could, de- it could take years. At the end of the day, don't give a fuck. Don't give a shit. I want you right now to find something that you can do. And if that core routine or that ab routine is three minutes every day, if it's 10 minutes at the end of every single workout, if it's choosing two or three movements and performing them till failure in the middle or the end, of your, whatever you can do, don't overly analyze this. Don't overcomplicate it or make it more difficult than it has to be. Stick to the basics. Once again, that's what I recommend. You can do planks, side planks, back extensions, reverse hypers, mountain climbers, Russian twists. You can do things with a medicine ball. I mean, man, you can get absolutely creative. Leg raises, right? Hanging leg raises. I mean, there are so many different movements you can do. But the, the best core routine or the best ab routine is the one that you actually do. Not the one that you write out on a piece of paper or watch on some YouTube video or see me in a story performing and then think that just watching the content is going to do the work for you. No, it sucks. Especially at the end of a workout, dropping down on the floor and doing abs, doing core. Not fun. No bueno. But hey, it's not about fun at this point. It's about results. It's about actually progressing. And you know what? A lot of you right now aren't happy with the results, or you know that you can give more, you can do better. I'm not asking for an incredible transformation here or some over the top new workout plan or schedule or commitment. No, I'm asking you to add one of those six things, one, and do it until summer. If when summer comes, you're not happy with it, you don't want to do it anymore, but you actually stayed with it. You did not skip any days. You made a commitment to yourself and you actually executed on one of those six things. Chances are, right? I'll bet on this one. I'll put my money that you actually continue to do that. Not only through the summer, but for years ahead. It becomes a part of your routine. You see the benefits. You feel the benefits. More importantly, right? It's all about feeling good, moving well. But literally, it just compounds. And now you become an assassin on that Stairmaster. You went from running a one-mile run to now crushing half marathons. Hell, now you're doing calisthenic marathons and whipping them out like it's going out of style. Once again, you're the man. You're a badass chick. Whoever's listening, you've gotten better. You've at least seen one thing in your workout routine show positive ROI. But chances are, if you can stay committed and stay disciplined with any of those things, I'm telling you, that's going to translate Not only in the gym with other lifts, but of course, outside of the gym in your daily life. So, hey, let's go. New year, new you. All good, brother. All good, sister. You're ready. You're locked and loaded. You're ready for day one of embracing or tackling one of those six things. If you want to do all six, amen to that. But the bare minimum, the goal, the actual attainable metric or way forward that we can look back and analyze from summer to literally right now when you're hearing this episode, that starts right now. Go get some. Stay after it. Zero fucking chill, baby. I'm with you to the top.
As we come to a close, I would like to express my sincere appreciation to each and every one of you for joining us on this transformative journey. If you found value in our discussions and stories, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to leave a review for my podcast. Your reviews not only fuel my passion for creating meaningful content, but also allow others to discover this empowering space. Your support truly makes a difference. All links are in the description. Thank you for being an essential part of this dynamic community. Goodbye for now, and remember, keep going.